0: Yeah, oh yeah, can I get Oh yeah, oh yeah, can I do that? You're listening to a mini episode of the Enterprise Now Show. where We change lives through enterprise. So, talk a little bit about lunch with
1: Lori. Why you did it? What things you've learned from it? And what's the state of it today? Lunch with Lori really is about. I decided to network by learning about other people and building those relationships. And it really was asking questions of somebody, learning all about their life, publishing it because they didn't want to publish it. And then I started live events. And at my first live event, I think I had 50 people sign up. COVID hit, canceled it all. And then Pat Miller, who gave me the idea for Lunch of Lori, I uh, said, so what are you going to do now? And I go, what do I do now? Like, it's COVID. You can't meet. And that's where the virtual lunch of lorries, which had a great run. We had LZU or Coast. We had almost 400 people from around the world go through that. And it was different. It's something I'll talk about in the workshop. We have to have a difference factor. And the difference was lunch of lorries, virtual events. You had to answer personal questions to come. Everyone was connected for the meeting and you had to explain to the group one of your answers and you weren't allowed to talk about business. And that brought networking to a pure basis without any business part to it. And I think that's was was the success of it. It wasn't about business, it was about developing relationships with people and the stories told there A lot of those people never told those stories to their spouses or friends. People open up and were vulnerable, which was amazing to a part of the thing. It was amazing stories. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I think that vulnerability piece was the thing that that really stood out for me. As we watched from the first one we did to the end, that was one of the common threads is when people are in a space where they feel comfortable that they can be vulnerable. That's where the best
1: connections are made. It's interesting. Another part that came before this journey, which I don't have time to really publicize or share. When I first started working for myself, I didn't have a business card, a website or anything. But I wrote a blog about my journey in life. And the topics was vulnerability. I wrote a blog about I was a junkie for a day, about how much morphine it took to get my kidney stone out, I had all these subjects that touched so many people. That was my business card for two years. And it got me business because people said, you were real and vulnerable, and no one ever talks about that in the business world. And one day I want to recirculate those topics because they're they're key topics. I went through my wife almost dying from cancer. What is like to go through that experience? Because a lot of us face really heartbreaking experience sometimes. There is no school how to go through that. And so that was the start of maybe if I break the barrier and want to be a little vulnerable, something good will come from it. Mm -hmm.
0: So how does that impact where you're going, right? We talked before we hit record a little bit about there are phases or seasons or times where your networking needs to shift and change. How do you approach that? And and what's your mindset when thinking, okay, here's where I want to go. Here's my intention. But this group of people doesn't really fit that. How do you reconcile that, right? Because when you are networking, how we're talking about it, these are real relationships. They're not like just business cards that you have in your, in your cart in your drawer. These are people that you know and that, that, you're, house. that you're friends with. And so how do you manage that as,
1: as you grow into the different phases of your business and life? Again, I wasn't smart enough to pre-plan all this, but I will tell you how it worked. First, there's general networking. Build a big, wide, great network. And then as you mature, because one thing is, yes, you do it. Ultimately, one aim is to get business. So the seasons is much, isn't as much as I talk about the audience. So I focus a lot more on private networking events. Now, where the general public can't come. It could be a private equity event. It could be a bank Christmas party, stuff that the whole public can't come to. And that sometimes has, for me, more my target audience in the business world. So you have phases. You might want to start out with a general network, meet as many people as you can. That will lead to invitations over time to go into private networking events, which are more targeted and could wind up better for you. doesn't mean that the business is right there. You have to work that too, but it's a different audience. Because you will see someone who goes to, a say, a Pat Miller event might not go to a bank Christmas party. They're not the same audience. And so sometimes you have to have different audiences for where you want to go. And where I am in life... I need to upscale some of my audience because I rather have bigger assignments sometimes than a bunch of little ones. And that's just a personal choice. Some people want to play in the small business world, then you network in the small business world. It really has to do with what do you want to accomplish in the business side of your networking. Mm-hmm. How do you master
0: Lori? Because a lot of things we talked about, right? You got a master's degree in a year. You are a master networker. Those things don't just happen. There has to be some kind of self-motivation, some, some way that you are causing yourself to be successful. So talk a little bit about that. When you wake up in the morning, how do you manage Lori? I can imagine just because I know you. That's really tough. but
1: <laughs> I, I looked at that and I realized I have one thing that drives all this. I have just an unbelievable quest for knowledge and inquisitiveness. I really do. And so and it's broad, it's not in one area. I like learning about different things. And you would say, What good does that do? Maybe it maybe does no good in that subject. Like I read Einstein's theory of Relativity, like who reads that? And I didn't understand three quarters of it. But what it did, it opened my mind that you could th- he thought so differently. No one else in the world could think like he did and created something that was in front of everybody but they couldn't put it together, and that's what I like, those quests for, Lunch with Lori This networking. It's out there, anyone could have invented this, anyone could have held during COVID those have questioned, but no one else did. It's the quest to find things that other people have left behind and didn't capitalize on.
0: How do you deal with your flaws and get better?
1: You learn by failure. I've failed a lot. I've been broke. I've gone through people, I've, I've told the story to some people, I've gone through garbage cans pulling aluminum cans out with my wife and an infant in the car, with nothing, not even a hundred dollars in a bank. So you learn from your failures. You wake up that day, next day after you do that, and say, I'm never doing this again. And you just have to, and I think if you don't have enough failures in your life, you can't have the best successes. Thank you so much for
0: listening. If you got value from the show, all I ask is that you share it with one other person you think would also enjoy the content. And we would love to connect with you on social media as well. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net.